everyone and welcome to the Arrows Up podcast. This is German coming to you on this uh, Monday edition of the pod where I want to have a uh, big NBA podcast as we are nearing the end of the NBA season where it's been, it's it's felt like such a long season. Uh, I think partly because the last few years we've had a condensed regular season and it just seems like this year where f- this season having a full regular season has made it to where we we feel the 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 impact of the, of the entire thing and so I want to I want to um just get on here and and it just gives you my thoughts on on what we've seen so far and as we gear up for the playoffs, because I think we're going to get a, a really good playoffs, specifically in the East. I think we're in for such a treat as the matchups that we're going to experience in the playoffs are going to be off the uh, off off the hook, especially because you get a team like the Nets who are going to be the seventh or eighth seed. And they put them playing against uh, one of the top tier seeds in the East. We're going to get a very good uh, first round matchup with one of these teams. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the playoffs and, and everything that's going to, that's going to unravel and all the things we're going to learn. Um, so let's start, let's start here. Let's start with the Boston Celtics. And uh, as a Laker fan, I think it, it hurts me to, to start here. It hurts me to, to have to, talk about the Celtics in such a, a great light, specifically when my team is is in the dumps. But let's start here. The Boston Celtics, as of today, are the number one seed in the East. They are playing incredible basketball. They are playing, it's all led by their defense. We've had a, a, a jump from Jason Tatum that I think if you watch basketball, uh, just every day, this is who we thought Jason Tatum was going to become. Especially, uh, we you saw flashes of this over the last four years, where you saw Jason Tatum kind of flirt with this superstar MVP level player. And one of the things that was always missing with Tatum was the playmaking and the attacking, and he would always settle for these jump shots for these dumb long shots where he just had the advantage every time he drove and he didn't get to the line as much. And this year he's put it all together. And I don't think he's going to win MVP. Uh, and I think the MVP race is a three horse race between Jokic and Embiid and, and Giannis. But I think he's in there with, with Booker maybe, you know, for the fourth, fifth seed in, in the play in the, MVP voting, but the Celtics have just been incredible. I think Tatum's definitely all NBA this year. And I think as as you go into just watching this Celtics team that in the beginning of the season just were struggling, they didn't look like they, they were clicking together. They didn't look like a team that liked playing together. We all had our doubts about their new coach. And all of a sudden, after the trade deadline, a little bit before, but specifically after the trade deadline, where they get off a shooter and and they bring in just a, a different mix, you saw an explosion on their team. And 
and and just to watch their growth has been something and something amazing to see as the season has developed and uh, to see the team that they are now yesterday they just beat up on on the T-Wolves and 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 uh, so can the Celtics win the title that I think is the big question can how are they going to match up with the bigger teams because I, there was a there was like an advanced stats where I think 548 did a did a thing where their advanced metrics said that the Celtics were the favorite to win the title and I saw the I saw that and I kind of scoffed at that I was like come on let's be serious but they're the number one seed now they match up well defensively they are a team that's going to be able to play against all comers they're they're a team that's going to be able to to match up with everybody. And it's a team that's not going to be afraid of the, of the big moment. It's a team that's going to be able to, to go toe to toe with just about anyone when it comes to um, the East. So I, I do wonder what role is, uh, is this, especially with their, with their youth, and I do wonder what role the youth is going to play for them because you're going to go up against uh, Philly, who I think is the weakest out of all the teams, uh, of the top teams in the East. You're going up against the Nets, who have the best ceiling out of everyone, but I think that's still a team that uh, can self-combust, I think, and a team that that's still very without Ben Simmons, they still have, they're still very thin defensively. And I don't even know if Ben Simmons plays this year. And I think that, and Miami has gone into a spin. Miami's struggling. And I just don't, I don't want to go on. I don't want to come on here and say that they're going to win the title. But the roadmap is different now. It's not as unrealistic to think that this Celtics team could make it all the way to the finals, especially if the seats break out correctly. You might have, they might, if they win the number one seat, they might just have to play you one of the three teams as opposed to two. They might just have to beat, whether it's Brooklyn or, or Milwaukee or the Sixers, where the second seed is going to have to play two out of the three. And so I think all of these things, and I think the Celtics are, are, I have looked at the math. I think the Celtics are going to go for the number one seed because of just the benefit that they get if they were to get that, that seed. So that's something to, to look at, something to, to keep an eye out as the season uh, winds down, uh, because this team definitely has a, uh, a legitimate chance at the title. Now, today they did lose Time Lord, and he's going to be out for a few weeks. Um, so we'll see how that kind of changes their defense, especially because he, he was such he's such a big part of what they do defensively. Um, so we're going to have to see how they how they adjust without Time Lord uh, in the next few weeks. But that's the Celtics, number one team in the East. Uh, they're playing the best ball out of everyone in in the association, and uh, I think it's something that we have to keep in mind as they have thrown their hat in the race, in the ring uh, for legit title contenders, or at the very least, uh, final 
finals contenders in the East. So uh, let's talk about the Nets. Uh, Philly, uh, then Brooklyn has <laughs> Philly. Brooklyn has been uh, has has kind of had like a, a crazy season. They we had the Kyrie thing linger for a large part of the year. Obviously, the James Harden thing linger for a large part of the year. Kyrie won his big battle with with New York and with the NBA. And as the vaccine was lifted, the vaccine mandate was lifted in New York. Now he could play in New York. And that changes a lot of stuff for Brooklyn because we we're seeing Kyrie play once a week or twice a week, uh, just depending on the schedule. And it kind of seemed like we were he, he was playing like on a football schedule because he was playing once a week and he was always fresh. He, he always looked awesome every time he was on the court. Then I do wonder if now that he's going to play more, if that's going to affect the level in which he plays, because playing once a week is, is a big advantage, uh, especially when the rest of the guys are playing um, multiple times a week. Uh, and now as he's on a regular schedule, obviously it helps the Nets because they have him, but I wonder if he's going to be able to have the same conditioning um, as the other guys. And if that's going to be enough, that's going to come to affect him um, as he tries to ramp it up and play more games. Is he going to be prone to injury? Because we've seen Kyrie fought of the injury, different injuries before we have, um, we, we have a, a team that in, in Brooklyn that I think still has the most dangerous one to combo. I think Kevin Durant at his best is, in my opinion, the best player in the league. So going based on what I've seen from Kevin Durant this year, I'm not going to discount them. I'm not going to to doubt them. I'm not going to say that they don't have a chance to win the title. I just think it's really hard for them to have any legitimate chance without Ben Simmons, which sounds crazy because Ben Simmons hasn't been seen since his meltdown in the playoffs last year. And to think that Brooklyn, we we they are so going to be so reliant on him. I get that Seth Curry's there. I get that he's added a uh, a dimension of the shooting and that, you know, Joe Harris wasn't providing because of his injury. But I just think you're going to have to, you're going to need a Ben Simmons to play in these games to, per, to be the guy who takes on uh, a Giannis, uh, a Tatum in these matchups, because if you, you can't have Durant play both sides of the ball and take on the primary score of the other team and expect him to be um, 100% offensive Kevin Durant. I think something's going to have to give. And and if if I'm Steve Nash, I'm hoping that I can get uh, Ben Simmons back uh, for the playoffs uh, ready to go. Because I think if Ben Simmons plays, I think Brooklyn, uh, I think that, I think they can make the finals with Ben Simmons. Without Ben Simmons, I just think it's a lot to ask for uh, from Kevin Durant to to play high-level defense um, and high-level offense, especially at this stage of his career uh, with all the miles, with all the injuries that he's had. 
I think you're asking a lot and you're putting him in a very dangerous position, especially. And I think the other thing with Brooklyn, both of their guys are very talented. Um, you could argue that they have two of the most talented guys in the entire NBA, but they also have guys that are very fragile when it comes to the, these two injuries. And, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie have, have gone down to injuries over and over again. Um, and I think that's something to look at, especially if the demand on Durant ends up being a lot more because of Ben Simmons not being in the lineup. Let's go to Philly. Philly is, uh, I think, before the whole Miami thing happened uh, with Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra and uh, Udanis Haslam. I, I was, this was the team that I was just the, the lowest on, just because it seems like Harden is uh, just lazy Harden. It seems like the guy that, that we saw that quit on Houston and quit on and quit on Brooklyn is is the guy that's here in, in Philly. And it seems like that guy has decided that he, there's going to be the games against the lower tier teams that he shows up and he's going to be uh, full on James Harden. For example, the game against Sacramento that Philly had a few weeks ago. And it seems like the games versus the top tier teams, he's not as interested for those battles uh, as we saw with uh, the the Brooklyn game and, and even the, the Phoenix game yesterday, he was okay. And, and, you know, he kind of was getting into it, uh, but there was just a lot of stuff that where he isn't engaged the way you would want him to be engaged this time, this late in the season uh, when you traded significant depth to your roster. Not, not just, I'm not talking about Ben Simmons because you're, you you didn't have Ben Simmons, but you traded specifically, for example, Seth Curry, who was a big, who played, was playing really good with, with Embiid, who matched up really well in that roster and provided you with the outside scoring. And all of a sudden you get a guy that, that has kind of messed up the entire balance and chemistry of that team which was expected. James Harden is a big name. James Harden requires the ball. So Maxi was going to suffer uh, in that trade. And it just seems like they, I don't know if they're going to have enough time to get all the guys going, get all, get the game plan down so that they can all be on the same page uh, heading into the playoffs. I don't know. I don't see it. Um, and I think the big question is what Harden are we going to get in the playoffs? His, Playoff meltdowns are very are very are well documented, and I think that's one of those things that if you're a Philly fan, you have to keep that in mind. Um, and how much of the load can Embiid get can take? Uh, Embiid has had a phenomenal season. I think he he's in the front. He's one of the front runners for MVP. Um, but can his body hold up? The, can he have the conditioning heading into the playoffs? And it's one of the things we've always seen with Embiid. He's always had conditioning problems heading into the playoffs. And if that's going to happen again, if he's going to have trouble uh, with conditioning again, uh, then I think we're going to get a Philly team that's going to exit and have a disappointing uh, playoff run. Um, and so I don't like it. I don't like the things I'm seeing from Philly. I don't like the the... The, the just the atmosphere around the team and and just how they're 
they kind of are picking and choosing when they get up and when they don't get up. Um, and that's not that's not a good sign at all. Let's go to the West. Uh, let's talk about some the Suns, the Suns who clinched the number one seed. They are like eight, nine games above the second place team in the NBA, uh, which is anytime that's happened before in NBA history, that team has gone on to win the title. Phoenix is just really good. Uh, and this is with Chris Paul being down. Devin Booker has definitely taken a step up and he's uh, been uh, just a different, a different guy. He has a mean streak in him. Uh, there was a, just that the clip a few weeks ago, a few days ago, not even a few versus Minnesota, we dunked it and he, he was talking crap to, to D'Angelo Russell, who was supposed to be his boy. And you know, he goes on to say he didn't have he doesn't have any friends, this and the other. So you starting to get that animosity from Booker, um, who's tapping into just this competitive nature that we didn't see before from him. Um, and Chris Paul's obviously gonna come back. This is a team that's young, that's flexible, and that's loaded, and that has the bad taste of the of the finals in their mouth. And I just think this team is 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 a position to go back to the finals and actually get the job done this time, uh, which would be uh, which would be pretty incredible. Um, and I think that the whole thing is going to be heading into the playoffs. Chris Paul, can Chris Paul stay healthy? Can Chris Paul uh, remain uh, play himself in a way that he doesn't hurt? their chances because he gets, he picks up a dumb injury, uh, which at this stage of his career, injuries are just part of the game. And so if you're, if you are, if you go for Phoenix, if you're a Phoenix fan, you have to be asking, that's the question you have to be asking yourself. Can this guy stay healthy for the duration of the, of, of the playoffs? Um, you already saw his injury that decided him for six weeks if Phoenix does not have Chris Paul, then you're not going to win the title. And that has to be the number one uh, focus, the number one question we ask ourselves with Phoenix headed into the, into the playoffs. Let's talk about the Lakers, the miserable Lakers. Um, they lost to, to the Pelicans yesterday. They blew a 20-point lead. They are now a game ahead of the Spurs. The Lakers are in serious danger. To miss the playoffs. Now, what do we want as Laker fans? Because this is one of my least favorite Lakers teams to watch in such a long time. I hate watching this team. This team is so frustrating. I just can't stand them. Uh, Part of me wants them to get eliminated already. Part of me wants the Spurs to catch us so that we don't have to endure this team for the playing game. The other part of me would love to see a, a run, a resurgence, obviously, as a Laker fan, to see them, to see us get into the playoffs, become the eighth seed, and just kind of wreak havoc as the as a scariest eight seed. All of it is going to depend, and I've said this over and over again: the Lakers are going to are going to live or die because of Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is supposed to come back this week, supposedly. Anthony Davis is the key. And depending on what Anthony Davis we get, I think that's the, well, that's how that we're going to know. Because with six, seven games to go, you you need to have a locked-in Laker team, a locked-in Anthony Davis. LeBron has made this season about accolades and 
and getting his stats and passing and breaking all these milestones. Um, Anthony Davis is going to be the key of the Lakers are going to get to the playoffs, get into a playing game and get in to actually qualify for the playoffs playoffs and, and what they do in the playoffs. I think it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent going to be on Anthony Davis. I think this is a, this we're getting now into a place with LeBron James where I think it's, it's a very, it's, it's, it's fair to ask is, is, is he ever going to win another title? And I, I think for me watching him, he still is really good at times and he still has the ability to ratchet up. I just, this season reminds me a lot of that season where Kobe got hurt. And obviously, hopefully, LeBron doesn't have suffer a catastrophic injury. But I don't think LeBron can win another title unless he leaves the Lakers. I just I think this team is uh, there's no flexibility even in the off season. Uh, there's no guarantee somebody's going to want to take rest work off your hands because why would somebody want to help the Lakers? Uh, and I think if you're LeBron, you have to think if you you're trying to catch at least Kobe because I think you have to catch Kobe with five rings. Is it really possible to win one in LA? Is that going to be possible? Uh, or he, is he just going to try to get all the records and, and be satisfied with that? Um, but in terms of Lakers, my prediction, I think the Lakers don't make the playing game. I think the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs altogether. And the Spurs are going to catch us and the Lakers are going to be on the outside looking in, Frank Vogel is going to be the scapegoat. I think that's why um, he's still the coach. That's why he wasn't fired when all the rumors were swirling around that he would get fired because I think Rob Pelinka has this scapegoat in in Frank Vogel to say, well, we need a new coach. And now with a new coach, we're going to be able to... to um, to move forward because it was Frank Vogel. And I think that's what, that's the blame. That's, that's who's going to get the blame, the fall I got for them. The Warriors, can they win the title? I think is the, the question. I don't think so. Draymond Green hasn't been good since his return. Wiseman is going to be out for the rest of the playoffs or the season. Uh, we're starting to get into Bus potential with with Wiseman. Um, Thompson is playing like a guy who hasn't played basketball in over two years. Um, I think it's a lot to ask of him to to try to revamp. I think next year it's we're going to see uh, a better, healthier Thompson. Steph Curry, his he's out for you know we don't know till when. I, I don't know. I, I just don't see it with Golden State um, because we don't know when Curry is going to be available. And and Jordan Poole's good. And Jordan Poole, I, you know, I, he's such a nice player for them and he's going to get paid. Uh, but they need Curry if they're going to have any chance. But I think in the West, it's, it's, it's Phoenix and it's Memphis and Dallas is, is sneaky. And I just don't see it. I just don't see them getting through it. Speaking of Memphis, Memphis is uh, 
I think one of the funnest teams in the NBA for sure. Jaw has been out a little bit and they're still winning. They're still clicking. It's, it's a team that plays really well together. They like each other. It's a young team that, that, that just, just has so much energy and um, how far can they go? I think they can go all the way to the conference finals. I think they still, they still need seasoning to get into the finals and, and, and learn the, just how to out tough, you know, the, these teams that they're going to face to play Phoenix in a, in a conference finals. I think they're going to learn a lot from there, but this seems going to be, if they're able to stay together, if they're able to continue to grow and improve, uh, we might be seeing a, like an OKC type of uh, run from these, this young team. Um, but if we had to make a roadmap, <sighs> You would hope that you can get to the playoffs, um, not to the playoffs, to the conference finals, and win and 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 learn on the fly, so that when you get to the fine conference finals, you're kind of tested by fire that you're not afraid of anything that 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 Phoenix will possibly throw at you, and you kind of just outmatch them, you kind of outscore them, out out outpower them uh, and I think that's the, that would be the key where John Moran t- takes a yet another leap and I think that would be the roadmap for them to make the the playoffs where Chris Bob gets injured in terms of the Mavs the Mavs are the sneaky team for me where they are the team that if they get all the breaks they could potentially find themselves in the finals and we could be like wow how did Luca get this team to the finals um because they've been playing well. Uh, Dinwiddie on this team has been surprisingly good, even after a lot of uh, a lot of us have our, had our doubts of that trade. But he's been good with he's been good for them. Um, and so I, I just think with with, with uh, the Mavericks, we want to see them win a series. They've been close versus the Clippers the last two years, and I think this is the year where you see them. Take the next step and get at least to the second round, uh, but this is the team that I look in the, in the East and in the West, and I say, man, I think this team, if all things break good for them, they catch all the breaks, they could potentially find themselves in the finals. The Heat, the Heat culture, the Heat that uh, were all over the news a few, a few last week, a few days ago, because of the whole Jimmy Butler. Eric Spolstra, Udanis Haslam, and uh, they've they've gotten a little bit on tailspin. Uh, they're clearly imploding. Uh, well, not imploding, but they're, they're on a losing streak. And you have to ask yourself, is Butler going to be here at the end of the season? I don't like them heading into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be a serious contender just because they rely so much on Tyler Hero. Uh, and they're so dependent on his production that I just don't like. I just don't like that matchup for them, but uh, I just don't like that. That's who they're going to have to rely on if they're going to make the a serious run in the playoffs. And uh, and I think they, they can lose to the Bucks or the, the Celtics or the Nets. Uh, so I just don't like I, – I, obviously, I like the coaching for the Heat. Uh, I like some of their veterans. I just – don't like that they don't have just a, a consistent uh, third guy 
there to to help them get through what would be just like a just a tough time a tough uh stretch in the east i just don't like that they're they don't i just don't like the pieces enough and when tyler hero is going to be the guy that you're kind of riding to to get you past the other teams uh to me that's like the that's the weakest of of, of the the east contenders uh because in boston you get their defense that's gonna that's spectacular in brooklyn obviously you get the the two-headed monster of of um, of Duran and Kyrie, Philly if if Harden and Embiid are balling, then obviously you get that that, and in Milwaukee that's just a, a team that that plays well together. They know each other. The defense is well. Um, the defense plays really good. Giannis is better than he was last year. Uh, I just think it's it's too much for the Heat um, when they're relying heavily. Tyler Hero. Speaking of the Bucks, what a year it has been for Giannis. Giannis is uh, the front runner. Another front runner. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the pod. This is a three-headed race for MVP between Giannis and Embiid and, and Jokic. If I had a vote, I don't have a vote. If I had a vote, I'd vote Jokic. I think he's been spectacular and, and you... You take what that team has done with with uh, just all their injuries and where Jokic has them, and, and just Jokic is is the is the offense. You know, Jokic even defensively has been really good for that team. Uh, but Giannis has been amazing as well, and he's taken a leap. And I think that they're at the, you, if we're going to put the contenders, the real the real championship contenders. It's Phoenix. It's Boston, it's Milwaukee, and it's Brooklyn. That's who I think. I think it's those four teams. Uh, in the West, I, I, I don't. I just don't see anybody else with a serious ch- shot at, at the finals. Uh, where I think Phoenix is the prohibited favorite to come out of there, um, and the Bucks are have a matchup really well versus the Nets. They're not going to be afraid of them. Uh, they're not going to be afraid of anybody. Giannis is a, a monster on both ends of the floor. He's a better free throw shooter. And I think another wrinkle that we we kind of don't give a lot of credit to as a as a, their development is coach coach Bud. Coach Bud is a far better coach this year and he's gotten better as well. So I just think all of that together and I think Milwaukee is going to be right in the mix. My prediction, I think it, we're going to get a rematch of last year's finals. Uh, Milwaukee, Phoenix, and Phoenix winning uh, this one. And uh, finally, let's do uh, let's do the Bulls to close this out. The Bulls have been struggling as of late. Uh, I think this they remind me a lot of the Knicks, although I think they're better than the Knicks, but... I just think when it comes to the playoffs, I don't think they're going to have enough to be able to get past um, any anyone that they play in the first round. I think we're going to see a first round exit for them, but it's been a good season, and I think they'll be able to build up on on uh, on, their, on just the, the, the season that they've had. Um, that's the NBA. That's where we're at. That's uh, uh, we have uh, like two weeks to go, even less than that. 
And uh, it's going to be a great end to the regular season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who wins all these awards. Uh, but it's just been a fun NBA season. And I'm excited to, for the playoffs to start and uh, and excited to break all that stuff down. So um, we'll see. So hopefully the Lakers are able to turn around. Hopefully they're able to to make us smile, us Laker fans. And, and hopefully the Celtics struggle a little bit because uh, it's kind of – it's hard to watch the Celtics uh, have such a great season while the Lakers are are just uh, spiraling spiraling out of control. So with with uh, with that, uh, this is German. It was a podcast. We'll talk to you later. You can uh, rate reviews and listen to our pod anywhere you get your pods. So please rate review and subscribe. 